It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey everyone, Locked On Raptors is the podcast. I'm Vivek Jacob, your host, filling in for Sean Woodley for the next little while as he takes a deserved break. And I'll try my best to keep you up with all that's happening with the Raptors in early July. You can find me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. You can find all our episodes at LockedOnRaptors.com. And you can check out any of the other 29 NBA teams you'd like on the Locked On Network. Uh, or even the NFL and MLB teams as well. We've got them on there. So be sure to check it out online. Um, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And let's get right into it. So we've got the Summer League on where Toronto played their first game against New Orleans and lost 90-77. to OG Ananobi finished with 9 points and 7 rebounds. But we'll start with a Nick Nurse audio clip that SiriusXM NBA Radio put out late Friday night. Uh, and frankly, it was music to all Raptors fans of years, uh, I think, anyway. Um, he touched on needing the All-Stars to be All-Stars in the playoffs but went into most detail about DeRozan, sort of went in on him, and um, not in a bad way. Uh, I'll just uh, read a couple of the quotes for you. And so here we go. Damara had some great, but then again, some not-so-great moments. I think we've got to use the word consistency a little bit. We don't need him to be great, 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 great. When, the, when they're not so great, we need them to be average. When they're not having a good game, we still need them to be average instead of way down below their average numbers and average productivity. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is the way the Raptors season ended. Uh, Second consecutive sweep against the Cavs and LeBron. DeRozan didn't play the fourth quarter in either of the final two games. He was left out of uh, the game three fourth quarter lineup. After scoring just 8 points on 3 of 12 shooting, he was a game-worst, minus 23. And if you remember in that game, 
uh, started the fourth. It's the bench lineup along with Kyle Lowry. They come in. They find a groove offensively. Uh, CJ Miles gets it going. Kyle Lowry gets it going. And OG Ananobi gets it going. And eventually, late in the game, OG actually ties the game up with a three, and which sets the stage for LeBron to come down full court and hit a one-handed... Uh, off-balance running banker to win the game at the buzzer. Uh, heartbreak for the Raptors, which completely crushed them for Game 4 the way it seemingly did uh, after losing Game 1 in overtime. The Raptors um, got blown out in Game 4, but right at the end of the third quarter, DeRozan commits um, a pretty silly frustration, flagrant two-foul on Jordan Clarkson, and finishes that game of minus 29 um so again nothing productive out of him pretty much over the final two games that put him at minus 52 over the final two games and this is sort of what nurse is talking about and so when you go back even further there's more evidence of him having those steep sort of declines in his game and you know in the middle of the playoff series you you need that uh, consistency, especially from your all-stars. And so, you know, looking back at the, the 2017 playoffs, uh, there was game three against Milwaukee where the series was tied 1-1 and you look at the sort of narrative coming into that series, uh, the Raptors were the team with the experience, with the home court advantage. They were supposed to set the stage. Um, and even with Giannis uh, on the other team, um, you would have expected them um, to to sort of handle the Bucks, and so for it to even be one one where they very easily could have lost game two, and now you know the scene changes to Milwaukee, and you're looking for your all stars to set the tone, and instead DeRozan goes over eight from the field. The Raptors lose by twenty seven, um, and things were not looking good at that moment. Obviously, Dwayne Casey makes the decision after that to start Norman Powell, and that's when the entire series shifted and worked out in the Raptors' favor. Um, but then again, uh, you move on to Cleveland in the second round, and DeRozan, game two, um, the Raptors sort of looking to get back in the series and assert themselves after getting blown out in game one. Uh, DeRozan shoots two for 11, five points, and the Raptors uh, go on to get swept. You go back to 2016, uh, where the Raptors made the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know, obviously, first two rounds both going to Game Sevens. But you look back on the whole, he had six games where he scored fourteen points or less, and the Raptors were one in five in those one and five in those games. So it's easy to see uh, where Nurse is coming from. Obviously, I keep mentioning point totals and his shooting, uh, but reason they stand out even more is because Demar's struggles to help the team in other ways uh, is what makes those point totals stand out. Obviously, we've seen Lowry have his share of offensive struggles in the playoffs, but he still offers the team for spacing, is a good rebounder, defender at his position. He also doesn't take away from the team's flow when he doesn't have it uh, individually. And I think that's the point that DeRozan needs to get to. He has significantly improved his playmaking, his ball distribution over the past two seasons. But I think the value of having a solid defensive base really shows 
in, in the games where he struggles for offense, in, in himself anyway. Uh, if he can get to a point where he can earn a spot on the floor defensively, obviously <laughs> he has a long way to do that, but it changes how he's viewed as a player dramatically. And The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, to DeMar's credit, Nurse also noted that DeMar is on board with all of this, which is a huge positive. You expect nothing less from DeRozan. I mean, as far as that off-court leadership and um, the expectations of a franchise player, um, whether whether or not you think he's worthy of the tag, he has more than lived up to that. So, again, I'll get back into the quotes. And so, Nurse said, Maybe instead of hiding him in a regular season game on a poor offensive player in December, we're going to throw him on an all-star. Maybe it costs us a little bit, but maybe he learns a thing or two that'll help him down the line. We need to challenge him on that end of the floor. We need to hold him a little bit more accountable. We're going to do that, and he's on board with that. That was probably my one main concern with promoting Nurse to head coach, um, not and not the fact that he's actually challenging DeRozan, but rather how other people, uh, how, the, how the players might take it. So, you know, you've got this guy who's been a part of the organization for a while now, and he's saying these things to you that you haven't heard him say before. So maybe now the players get a bit defensive about it and say, hey, <laughs> where was all this talk the past five years, you know? Um, tell us how you really feel, Nick. Uh, so... That was one of my concerns, so I guess in reality it's not really a Nick Nurse concern, but rather how other people might take it. Um, and so the fact that DeMar, based on, and, and then you look at some of the quotes that have come out on uh, from the young guys so far, uh, the fact that all of them are on board with viewing Nick Nurse as his own man who will have his own ideas and give him and sort of give him that clean slate I think that bodes really well for what he is looking to accomplish and uh, experiment with uh, as he's talked about a couple of times now uh, nurse also touched on DeMar's three-point shooting which is another aspect uh, that will help Nick Nurse who's widely regarded as this offensive genius and you know if he's looking to move more towards that analytically inclined offense more of that Houston type offense um, then, you know, DeMar's three-point shooting has to improve. Uh, you look at the Raptors with still Jonas Valanciunas and Serge Ibaka in the front court. You look at OG Ananobi at the three. And he, you know, obviously OG, by all measures, had a good season for a rookie. And, but he's going to have to continue to establish himself in the league. He's going to have to continue to earn that respect from the three-point line, uh, in terms of getting guys to step out and guard him. So it would make a world of difference when DeMar's shot is actually falling. We saw uh, some of that uh, in December and January when uh, all of a sudden he was feeling it from the outside, more willing to shoot, uh, making uh, 
an extremely high rate of those threes. I mean, the guy basically turned into James Harden for a little bit, um, you know, having already taken over some of the primary uh, ball handling from Kyle Lowry. So now you have the offense pretty much exclusively running through DeRozan, and um, he's pretty much doing a lot of what uh, the eventual MVP of the league did. So that's probably the ceiling of what you can expect from DeRozan. I mean, I don't even know if it's a ceiling. That might be just an otherworldly experience that we might not see again. But, um, you know, you look at that stretch where he was shooting more threes off the dribble and, you know, really showing confidence in that shot. But uh, I think in terms of Nurse's offense, I think one of the things that stood out in the playoffs was the fact that, especially against Cleveland, when DeRozan was off the ball, the Cavs completely ignored him. Um, you know, whenever he was hanging around the three-point line, which obviously, you know, kills the spacing. And so if he can get to a point where he can establish himself as a better catch-and-shoot guy, um, then obviously that changes how teams look at him. And so I would love to see... Um, well, first of all, you know, he, DeRozan shouldn't be in a situation where if he can't get his shot off against an overloaded defense, that his value just completely disintegrates. So I'd love to see him used in sets where he can run off screens and work on his catch-and-shoot game. And, you know, again, going with the mentality that Nurse mentioned earlier, uh, just taking some lumps in the regular season where even if it hurts you then and maybe you lose some games, uh, if it helps the team dynamic when it matters most, I think uh, you go for it. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that's probably the underlying point being made here that should supersede everything Nurse said specifically about DeRozan. The fact that Nurse has hinted towards using the regular season as a time to try out some new things, be okay with regular season failures in the hopes of playoff success. I think that's a major positive. At this point, the Raptors, you know, they've sort of been there, done that, as far as getting the top seed in the conference, having home court for the first round of the playoffs. It's not just about that anymore. And I know we this is something that's been said for the last couple of seasons. But now with... Nick Nurse at the helm, his willingness, um, at least, you know, vocally so far to say that um, he wants to experiment. I think that bodes well for it, for it to actually translate and happen on the court. And so maybe the Raptors don't finish with a one seed next season. You would still expect them to finish with home court.
work based on the way everything's lining up. Um, with LeBron now uh, out uh, to the West. And so I think um, when you look at earning home court, uh, if you sort of got that in the bag, there's still that room for uh, experimentation, but also being successful. So hopefully it doesn't hurt you too much. Hopefully you're not too extreme um, with the changes. You sort of go by it step by step where you get comfortable doing one thing and then you move on to the next. Um, I th that's probably that's probably the ideal way to go about it instead of just changing too much too soon um it, it, I, I think that would also help nurse in terms of uh the buy-in early on and people just sort of looking at him and saying okay this worked we can move on to the next and uh that may have been another concern that raptors had about bringing in nurse not not in terms of the changes but uh initially when before uh, nurse was hired when you were looking at all the candidates people were probably saying no they don't want nurse because um he's part of the old regime and maybe he'll bring about the same thinking the same process uh but he's made it clear that he will have his own way of doing things um and that is actually making me pretty excited for this regular season um again regular seasons have been hard to get excited for uh these past few seasons the culture change was obviously a big deal that got people to buy in and uh, the offensive changes helped a lot um, and hopefully with Nurse at the helm that only improves um, but to see the different things he could potentially come up with how he challenges the all-stars now that he's said it um, as well as maybe even getting the younger guys to accelerate their progress I think that's uh, a really exciting thing because the other aspect you look at is um, and DeLon, uh, DeLon Wright had a quote where he said he looked at Nurse as someone who's a bit more direct uh, and saying things to your face and um, maybe challenging you in ways that are different from Casey. And I think that bodes well because you look at the window that's been set up for this this core. Uh, you've got the next two years and then you've got all the salaries expiring. So ideally, you want to know what's what with your young guys. And so if you can challenge them to produce to challenge them to be more uh right now then come 2020 you have a better idea of what a delon right is you have a better idea of what a fred van fleet is uh you have a better idea of what Jakob pertle or pascal siakam uh and even og is um you want to have as much of that answered i think uh, by 2020 so you can make the best decisions possible at that time um and hey, the better they look, uh, the better that pitch to uh, Giannis in twenty twenty is going to look. So um, there's a lot uh, to get in line there. All right, so uh, that's enough about that. Uh, I think I squeezed as much juice out of that nurse clip as I could. So let's move on to the summer league. Again, uh, the Raptors fell to the Pelicans ninety to seventy seven. It was pretty much a wire to wire win for New Orleans. Not too many positives to take away for Toronto. OG had nine points and seven rebounds. Had some nice boards as well, where uh, he was able to mix it up inside and probably get to a couple ones that uh, he had no right getting to. Um, he was a couple of times where he was boxed out by two guys, and you know he sort of used his reach and his strength to get to it. So that was impressive. Um, he only made one of six from three. Um, and that was the story for most of the team. Alfonso McKinney was tied for the team lead in points with 12. 
but needed 18 shots to do it. Malcolm Miller, he came in and not into summer league, came into the last regular season and sort of established a bit of a reputation for himself as a three-point shooter um, and just an overall smart player. Uh, played really well in the G League, and then when he came up, uh, had some games where he, he really uh, shone for the team. Um, so he was 0 for 6 from 3. Malachi Richardson, who was obviously part of that Bruno Caboclo trade, shouts to Bruno, uh, he was just 1 for 6 from 3. So three-point shooting was really an issue. Could have made the Raptors' offense look uh, a whole lot better. And if if there was one positive to take away, it was probably Raw Alkins. And he finished with 12 points. So again, tied with McKinney for the team lead. Made two of his three shots from three. Had a sweet reverse tomahawk uh, jam on the break. Um, the official Raptors' Twitter account was nice enough to share that. So... If you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out the Raptors account and watch that dunk. And besides that, uh, there wasn't much to take away. The Raptors get back in action Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Part of a back-to-back set with Oklahoma City next on Monday. So I'll probably wait uh, for those games to get out the way before I get back on this. Till then, thanks a lot for listening in. I hope you enjoyed my podcasting hosting debut. And don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. And uh, any feedback is welcome. Obviously, looking to improve this is only my first time hosting. So uh, any feedback is welcome. If you want to hit me up on Twitter again, at Vivek M. Jacob. Um, any questions you'd like me to address on the podcast or any topics of interest, um, by all means, go ahead. Because Sean's not going to be here for the next little bit. I don't know how he's able to go on and on for half an hour because I'm like i'm at about 20 minutes and there's absolutely nothing else for me to talk about so till the next time uh take care everyone hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today